Welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. I'm Robin Witten, editor of Audiophile, and this week we are talking with some of the narrators of the year's best audiobooks. You can find a full list of all of our 2022 best audiobooks at our website, audiophilemagazine.com. Here on the podcast, we're celebrating the best audiobooks by interviewing some of the narrators of these great titles. In our special episode today, we're featuring the best history and biography audiobooks of 2022. These audiobooks cover a range of topics, both historical and contemporary, and offer a wealth of excellent listening. And we have a special guest, Golden Voice narrator Robin Miles, who will talk with us today about one of the year's best titles. But first, here are Audiophile's 2022 selections for best audiobooks in history and biography. American Midnight by Adam Hochschild, read by Jonathan Todd Ross. Franklin Land by Lloyd Suh, read by Gregory Harrison, Larry Powell, and Kurt Kanazawa. His name is George Floyd by Robert Samuels and Tolu Olorunipa, read by Dion Graham, with Robert Samuels and Tolo Olorunipa. The Revolutionary Samuel Adams by Stacy Schiff, read by Jason Culp. Super Infinite by Catherine Rundell, read by Simon Vance. And You Don't Know Us Negroes by Zora Neale Hurston, with Henry Louis Gates Jr. and Genevieve West, and read by Robin Miles. I'm so pleased to welcome you to the podcast today, Robin. Thank you, Robin. I'm really glad to be here. Well, it's very fun always to talk to you about an exciting audiobook, and this collection of essays is so interesting by one of my favorite authors. So can you tell us a little bit about the topics that Hurston deals with in these essays? I would be happy to, yes. She covers such a wide swath, I think, of topics, but they all are undergirded by a couple of things. She's really quite unapologetic about how she feels about things, and she seems to want to point out injustice and also like a lack of equivalence. When I say that, I mean people who seem to want one thing and yet their words and their actions are in conflict. So she's kind of call, she's calling it out. But what I love about her is she'll call it out among her own group as well, outside group, inside group. Nobody is free from her criticism. She tackles music and art and culture by first describing what she considers are the fundamentals of like African-American culture in terms of music, in terms of visual arts, in terms of poetry, in terms of folklore, writing. And then she also, again, unapologetically, goes after those people from her own community who are basically saying, I've learned all about European culture, and I'm an expert in that, and people praise them for it. But they've really gone away from 
what she feels are the roots of their own culture to do so. Um, and she's got a wicked sense of humor. So she will, she'll go about it by satirizing. It's like watching Richard, a really good episode of Richard Pryor talking about society is he's a humorist and he can be a satirist, but he's not really a comedian. Right. I make a distinction. He's a, he's a humorist. He finds the humanity in the humor, which is harder. And of course, she is such an observer. And then she so eloquently writes these essays. And some of them, they vary in length a lot, right? Yes, quite a bit, quite a bit. Uh, some of them are little anecdotal shots or snapshots. <laughs> she uh, at one point goes into, a, I think, a, a series of passages, if I remember correctly, where she just mercilessly attacks HBCUs, which are historically black colleges and universities, because they hold themselves up as the pinnacle of black culture when she feels what they're doing is really mirroring European culture. And this was over a period of time, mostly in the 30s and 40s? Yeah, well, I think it starts out, it might have been in the 20s when she was earlier, because the essays really do span a, a length of time. Right. But um, I think it's more 30s, 30s, 40s, and then also into the 50s as well. Well, it's interesting because, of course, she does represent that point in time, which makes it so interesting. Right. But she really uh, often takes no prisoners. And the way that you bring that out with your tone is so interesting. <laughs> it was clear to me what she wanted. And even in instances when I didn't agree, <laughs> I didn't write it. I need to bring myself in alignment with what she was feeling and what she was trying to say. So that's what I did. I, I give up my position and let her right. reign. <laughs> well, this is not the first work of nonfiction by Zora Neale Hurston that you've done, because we talked about Barracoon, which mm -hmm. was a best audio book in 2018. Mm -hmm. So the, the approach to nonfiction, how is that different from how you would approach her work, her fictional works? Uh, well, I would say with You Don't Know Us Negroes, it's just Zora. It's like you're being soaked in rum. You're soaked in, in Zora. <laughs> Her opinions, um, and unapologetically, as I keep saying, but yeah. um, in Barracoon, she puts herself in the background. In, in case you think that she has this massive ego because of how powerfully she expresses her opinions in one, we see her ability to be a real ethno-anthropologist, mm. to step into the background and let Cudgel Lewis's voice be the dominant voice. So um, that became a very different thing. Well, that would be interesting because the whole issue of w what her work has to say to a modern audience, mm -hmm. we talk about that a little bit. Also, there's a couple folklore essays and voodoo mm -hmm. in uh, You Don't Know Us Negroes. Right. Um, she did something interesting, I will say, and that is the very last chunk of the book, which is like, I think, 20%, is her as a witness to the trial of Ruby Callum, who murdered her white lover. He was her doctor, mm -hmm. and they ended up having an affair, and uh, she even um, conceived a child by him. And she shot him, and the trial was really uh, a farce. 
And so what she does is she goes into the courtroom and she just sort of reports on everything she sees there. Yeah. And it's almost like I'm a camera. She learns. She looks this way mm-hmm. and she looks at the jury box and she looks that way and she looks at the judge. She really gives you um, the behaviors of all the people involved. Mm. So that's an, it's almost another viewpoint that she has as a as a journalist. But she was the kind of person, and I think in terms of teaching us today about a lesson, something that's a great takeaway for a modern audience, is that you don't have to attack and take someone down and take them out of the world, just completely right. deplatform them, because something they have to say is something you disagree with. So it it is very interesting, I would think, for listeners to come and hear these really opinionated essays on lots of different topics that resonate really pretty well with many of the things that are going on today. I'm, mm-hmm. So that that's a great thing. After, I mean, it's been a little while since you recorded that. I know mm-hmm. you're a great fan of her work, but what, True. you know, what has stayed with you about the experience of narrating that collection? Well, one thing that stays with me is the same situations that she was talking about, particularly the Ruby Callum trial, keep coming back to us. And the conclusion that I draw is that they never really went away. (laughs) So, you know, when you're talking about police brutality, this isn't something that's new that popped up. You realize that this has been around for a long, long time. That's my takeaway. That is certainly a a takeaway that will intrigue listeners. So... (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today, Robin, and congratulations again on having your audiobook celebrated in our 2022 Best Audiobooks list. Not the first time you've been here. (laughs) But it's always an honor, always. So thank you, too. Thank you. We've been talking with Golden Voice narrator Robin Miles about narrating You Don't Know Us Negroes by Zora Neale Hurston edited by Henry Louis Gates, Jr., with an introduction by Genevieve West. This has been a special Best of the Year episode of Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Join us all this week and into next week for more interviews with narrators of the best audiobooks of the year, and visit our website, audiophilemagazine.com, for the full list of the best audiobooks and articles about the year's best listening. Today's sponsor of Behind the Mic is Oasis Audio. Will seeking justice lead to her own demise? Oasis is the publisher of Beneath His Silence, a gothic-style Regency romance from promising young author Hannah Linder, narrated by Anne Flosnick. The audiobook is available now. This is Robin Witten, and thank you for listening.